So it tells us uh, towards the end of Parshish Kisisa that Moshe Rabbeinu um, comes down. Moshe Rabbeinu comes down. Moshe holding on to his uh, the second pair of luchos. And when he comes down, Moshe did not know that his face was radiating. His face was, was radiant. Uh, a little bit of machlok is what exactly that means, but Rosh explains or mapik ubolate. There was there was light shining shining from his face that he was not he was not aware of. To tell us that vayar arum chobnei shras Moshe vini karen or panav vayirumi geshila. They were a little bit hesitant to go near him because of Moshe's radiant face. Where does Moshe's radiant face come from? Why was his face uh, lighting up that much? So Chazal and the Medjush Tanchuma have a variety of interpretations, but I want to share with you three different Mahalchem where the light of Moshe's face came from. Why Moshe's face was Karen or Panav, what exactly was going on there. The first Mahalchem is found in the Medrash. The Medrash said that when Moshe Rabbeinu was writing over the Torah, he had a little bit of, of ink left when he was writing over the Luchos, and a little bit of the, uh, of the ink, Viru al Rosho, went on his went on his face, and because there was a little bit of ink that was left, so Moshe Rabbeinu's face was uh, was what was lighting up. Many of the Mefarshim wonder. Well, the Chora, the Rebbeinu Shalom knew exactly how many levers were going to be there. The Rebbeinu Shalom knew exactly how much ink was going to be needed. So why was there leftover ink? Why why would there be leftover ink? Like what exactly was going what was going on? So there are those who identify the leftover ink uh, with Moshe's anava. The Orachayim HaKadosh writes that we know Moshe, the Torah tells us, was Anav Mikol Adam, was the most modest. And one of the ways the Orachayim says that Moshe was very, was very modest is even the word Anav could have been spelled as Ayin Nun Vav, or really it should be Ayin Nun Yud Vav. There really should be another Yud in there. But Moshe Rabbeinu, as part of his Anava, so didn't always have that extra Yud in the word Anav, so he didn't want to have it. That'd be shorter at least. I don't want to go, you know, a little bit shorter. People shouldn't focus as much on the Anava. So there's a little bit of uh, of dio, a little bit of ink left over. So that bit of the dio is what Moshe had. It was bischus his anava. Rav Druk, in his sefer in Chomesh, identifies different leftover ink potentially. He identifies that the Torah tells us in the beginning of Parshas Vayikra, Vayikra, that the first word Vayikra has a small aleph. Why does it have a small aleph? So Chazal say also that was part of Moshe's anava. He didn't want to make it seem like. Gosbrook was calling, he, he, he wanted to make it, he didn't want to emphasize that the same way. And therefore, there was leftover ink, because instead of writing a large olive, he wrote a small olive, and that's why, and that's why he was there. Suggest Rav Druk, that's, all, that's maybe also the shot, why Torah tells us, Umoshe lo yada ki keren orfanov, that Moshe didn't know that his, that, that, that his face was radiant. It's not just that he didn't know his face was radiant, but part of what made his face radiant was that he didn't know. He wasn't on top of exactly where he was standing, where he was like religiously. He was a simple kind of an anav. There's a certain kind of anav which is there. So the first mahalach is that, in many ways, Moshe's radiant face is a function of his humility. There was leftover ink because there were things that Moshe Rabbeinu was hesitant to fully write out. Um, and therefore, leftover ink that ended up that ended up when, you, when you're boreach when hakavod when you went away from kavod. So Chazal tell us kavod's going to come after you. So Moshe Rabbeinu ran away from kavod, but the response was that he ended up getting um, getting significantly more. There is a second mahalach, a second mahalach based on the Gemara in Masechet Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos tells us that when Bnei Yisrael said b'shashik dimu Yisrael nasev nishma Gemara in Shabbos on peiches. Important that Amud to know if you're ever going to play Torahable. Uh, so all these angels came down and they put on top of B'nai Yisrael two crowns. When Kla Yisrael messed up and Kla Yisrael sinned in Chet HaEgel, 
So Malachim came back and they took away those crowns. <laughs> Says the Gemara there, Amr Yochanan all the crowns that went away, Zacha Moshe Vinatlan, Moshe got those crowns. What are the crowns that Moshe got? So Rashi writes in his parish on Gemara Shabbos, on Daf Peches, that what did Moshe get? Moshe got, that's where the Karen or Panav comes from. Tosvos also, the Fichach is not on Moshe, Karen or Panav. That Moshe's light came from the Ksarim, came from the crowns that he, that, that he took. Ripzadok and Pritzadok develops this idea in the following in the following manner. It says Ripzadok that there are actually two kinds of a person's relationship, two kinds of Torah. There is Torah Shbichsav and there is Torah Shbaalpeh. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu's Zchus, his Iker Zchus, seems to be in the realm of Torah Shbichsav. Torah Tzivalan Moshe, Moshe brought us down. Moshe gave us Torah, Torah Shbichsav. That's the Iker Chalik of Moshe Rabbeinu. Crowns, the Keser of Torah, Ripzadok points out, is often Keneged, is often Keneged Torah Shbaalpeh. The crown of Torah comes from the world of Halacha, comes from the Torah Shabbat it comes from that which is not part of the letter, but rather which is a little bit lemala min ha-letter, part of the, part of the, part of the Rebbe Akiva, Gemara Menachos there, that, that's part of where it, part of where it comes from, this higher level of Torah knowledge, not from the letters themselves, but from what you can derive from on top, from within, of those actual letters. When Moshe Rabbeinu got with the Karen or Panav, so those, those Ksarim that Bnei Yisrael got re- corresponded to Tarsh Baal Peh. What Moshe Rabbeinu got was, uh, what, what the, what Moshe's Karen or Panav is not just the one who brought down Tarsh Bechsab, but he's shining with the crowns of Torah, which are, which correspond to Tarsh Baal Peh. That's why Rabbi Tzaduk says that what does Moshe Rabbeinu get Karen or Panav? Only when he comes down with the second Luchos. Because the first Luchos had it all there. That was more of a Tarsh Bechsab world. The second Luchos, Psal Lecha, comes from us a little bit. The Medrash tells us second Luchos when Moshe got Medrash, Halacha, Agada, that's Torah Shabbat When he comes in the second one, that is his Torah Shabbat kind of uh, thing. So part of Moshe's shining was not through Torah Shabbat but through the higher level or deeper level that comes Derech, Torah Shabbat There is a third Mahalach as to why Moshe's uh, face was shining. Not just because Moshe Rabbeinu was an Anav and leftover ink, not because Moshe Rabbeinu was... Uh, had the crowns of Bnei Yisrael, which caused his face to shine, particularly those with the Torah There's a bit of a mahalach in the Imri Ms. The Imri Ms. points out points out like this: There are, in general, we know, and we'll elaborate a bit on what he says. In general, we know that there are physical parts of us and spiritual parts of us. And for most people, the physical and the spiritual, on some level, live in a degree of dissonance. Moshe Rabbeinu, however, was able to live a life in which not only his spiritual was spiritual, but also his physical, in many ways, was spiritual. He is in Lashon of the Arizal. Arizal thinks that Moshe Rabbeinu, the Iker Tzalem Elohim in this world, the most apparent Tzalem Elohim, was found by Moshe Rabbeinu. That's why Torah, Tziva, Lanu Moshe, Rosh Tevos Tzalem. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu is the, the Arizal said, is the ultimate version of Tzalem Elohim. Tzalem Elohim. Points out the Imriyam as the following interesting thing. The Gemara in Chulan, Daf Kuflamites, goes through different people and wonders, you know, Esther min HaTorah minayin, Haman min HaTorah minayin. The Gemara is a very odd question. Moshe min HaTorah minayin. Mepharshim wonder, Moshe min HaTorah minayin? We know that Moshe Rabbeinu is in the Torah. He's in the Torah all the time, other than, I guess, last week's Parsha. Moshe Rabbeinu is, you know, he, he's there a lot. But either way, the Gemara darshins, Moshe min HaTorah minayin, Shinemar, Bishagam hu basar. Bishagam, Rashi points out, is Bigamatria, Moshe. So Moshe is Basar. That is the way that Moshe is found in, in Chumash. What's the Pshat that Moshe Rabbeinu is Basar? So the Pshat is, explains the Imiyamas, this, this Yesod. What makes Moshe Rabbeinu most unique is not just his spiritual life, but it's that even his Basar was Kadosh. 
He is the Iker Talm Elokim. Moshe Rabbeinu's entire physical being is one that was sanctified, one that was holy. The real way that you can distinguish, you can identify the uniqueness of Moshe Rabbeinu comes not from his spiritual self, but when you see the physical, Bishagam, who Basar, Moshe Rabbeinu's Basar, that was also Kadosh, he's Iker Tamelokim, Tiva Lanu Moshe, Osios, Osios Tzalem. So why is Moshe Rabbeinu shining? Because Moshe Rabbeinu's guf was not a regular guf. Moshe Rabbeinu's guf was one that was elevated and pure, so even the guf was radiant. Even the guf was radiant. In Kohelas, Chachmas Adam Tairfanav, a person who's more spirit, who's who's engaged in the world of Chachma, so his face shines. Even his physical, even his physical is able to is able to shine. Even that can emerge. Goes the Imriyamis one step further. The Imri says this midah of Moshe Rabbeinu, that Moshe Rabbeinu's physical was kadosh, and therefore his physical was shining. That every Jew can tap into when it comes to when it comes to Shabbos. They go out, on Shabbos. We get it in the Shami Yisera. It says in the Medrash Rabbah, Lo Dome or Panav Shal Adam Kol Yimosa Shabbos Kemosh Hu Dome B'Shabbos. That, that says the Medrash that a person's radiance is different on Shabbos than it is during the week. Why is that so? Because on Shabbos, even the physical, in many ways, that we do, becomes becomes more spiritual. Like, I would point out, Rosh Hashanah, that what is Nisham Yisera? It's man's capacity to eat more food on Shabbos. What does that mean? Is Nisham Yisera more spiritual? The answer is, it is more spiritual. But on Shabbos, there's a capacity to take the physical and to elevate the physical also. So we all have a little bit of a different radiant face on Shabbos than we do than we do any other time. So Moshe Rabbeinu is here, and Moshe Rabbeinu comes down from the mountain, and his face is radiant. Why is his face radiant? The first Mahalach, because the Medrash tells he left over ink. Why left over ink? Either the Yud of the word Anav, the Aleph of the word Vayikra. He was an Anav, and because of an Anav, his Anav, there was leftover ink that was willing to go. According to Tzadok, based on the Gemara and Shabbos, it corresponds to the extra, it was the extra crowns that Moshe got that, that, that represent Torah Shabbat Alpeh. I'll just add for one second. Look over the reason why he was radiant. Tzfasemis writes, as do some others, that in Torah Shabbat Alpeh, it was Torah Shabbat where the, there's a cloth and letters, in Torah Shabbat we become the cloth, and the Torah that we have is within us. So once that's so, so why was he radiant in Torah Shabbat Because you become a cheftesh al Torah Shabbat You're the cloth, it's Shabbat Peh. Nowhere else it goes, it goes within you, and that's why you're radiant. The third mahalach of the Imri Emes, the Imri Emes is because Moshe Rabbeinu's physicality was elevated also. Bishagam hu basar rashi, Bishagam is big matria, Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu's basar was holy, he's the Iker Talm Elokim, his physical was elevated, Karen Orpanov, but that's also why, that's also why every Jew on Shabbos can tap into elements of that Karen Orpanov, hopefully in a beautiful way. Have a wonderful rest of your day.